0: the machine hungers, not just for the mysterious substance it creates its enchanted slivers from, but for the lives of the unwitting adventurers that stumble into its depths. It is a cruel, thoughtless thing, churning with machinations, so vast and inscrutable even the most discerning of cartographers could only capture a fraction of its majesty in a lifetime. It is the primary tentpole of life in Labos, and the apex predator of the brave amongst its citizenry. The Brocada cavaliers defend the citizens from outside invaders, and internal threats welling up from the crushing depths. Now, our delvers, the gold dusters, are the next in line to brave this metallic horror, and discover what remains of those who came before. This week, on Hallowed Shores. Machine yawns. Lyndon completes his preparations with his uh, small group. Three other men, none of them clearly combat prepared, and goes to what appears to be, uh, some sort of, uh, almost like a guard gate box, uh, involves climbing up a ladder and, uh, pulling an ancient rusty set of keys from his belt. Um, yeah, something between, like, a guard box and, like, a lighting booth in the theater. And, uh, wrenches a hatch open and, and goes to open up what must be the, the mouth of this massive, sprawling, descending machine Great line in *Annihilation*. The, the book, on the, the movie hit. Yeah, I should, really should. Oh, it's should, really but, good. Uh, I've heard it's really good. Um, I just love this book so much. I'm afraid I'll be a bitch about it. But uh, uh she described, I don't know if the, the the tower is in the movie. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, they do the tower. Yeah, they kind of do it. Mm, so
0: yeah, right, a descending structure. It goes into the ground, but the biologist can't help but describe it as as a tower. The machine has a similar uh, aura to it. it. Despite the fact that it plunges deep underneath, it does seem as if it wasn't wasn't designed to do this. It wasn't designed to be something that uh, drops underneath and and this entrance that uh, is, is leading into it, almost closer to our, our modern minds, to so like the top of a missile silo or something, um, not designed to be used as it is now being used. But nonetheless, this is how it is now. So. You're in Lepos. You guys have taken on this job. And this is the first time we've actually seen you prepare yourselves for an adventure. course, um, when we were previously uh, tossed into the mix. You were in the middle of your job already. I'd like to take a moment to, to, to connect to sort of the, the physical realm of what you're doing, and I'd like to know if there are any uh, rituals or... Behaviors that you engage in right before you leave off from that first camp towards something like this uh, that our thinner audience could peek into.
2: Before a delve, Setson uh, removes both his gloves and his headband to reveal over his hands a long wrapping of this manuscript like material with scrawling, just almost incomprehensible dialogue all over it. Um, He takes out a charcoal pencil from a uh, compartment on his book. It's like one of those, you know, it's like with a three-ring binder. and You put a pen in it, it's like that. Takes a charcoal pencil out and touches up some of the scrawlings on the manuscript um, before putting his gloves back on. On the back of his headband, more of those manuscripts sort of... Yeah. More of those manuscripts run. He finishes dotting his I's, crossing his T's, and finishing his wave functions and ties it back up.
0: Anybody else have anything?
3: Well, uh, Marslin, I think, uh, is, he's sort of removing, uh, various, uh, different materials and, apparatus, uh, apparatus from his, from his pack, and just strapping these all over himself for easy use. So, I mean, most of it is, is frayed, frayed and, and dirty and grungy and, uh, rusted and smelly gross um but it's he has uh maybe some like climbing harnesses that he tries to like strap around himself and and cinch tight and just ropes that he ties around himself uh, just in case he needs them maybe he has some like pittons or or, um other uh, climbing gear uh that he just sort of slips into his pocket um he flicks his his earring badge three times uh and um he asks Vicky. Um, he's he's thinking maybe if he asks Vicky something, but uh, he's not there yet. He's he's thinking, what if, what if I started talking to her? Then uh, starts mumbling under his breath, but uh, he, he notices the side eye of maybe one of the other party members and uh, stops himself.
1: Uh, Alessa reaches into her pocket, pulls out a, a little little golden wedding ring, and just does that thing where you like flip a flip a coin between your fingers. And just does <laughs> that with the ring, and just just kind of stares off. Just uh, does not look happy about what's about to happen.
4: <clears throat> mob is Mob is vibrating. Uh, you know, gotta gotta wake the bees up from their <laughs> naps. Uh, you know, getting. He's 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 never really one to seek out conflict, but uh, if it happens, you know, gotta gotta be ready to sting some people.
1: Yo, this boy thrumming over here.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, like this little motorboat. homie just
1: Newman this man eating bees
2: <laughs> <laughs> this man eating bees eating bees over here in the theater watching the <laughs> fight of the century
0: and mob sounds like pole starting a weed whacker <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, uh, oh I would I would like uh. to make a roll uh, before we go in to activate um, Float Like a Phantasma Fly. Because I feel like I'm going to need to jump a few times. Yeah, good. Alright, cool. If this fucks up, uh, it's going to be hilarious. Nice, cool.
0: Uh, you want to you wanna give us a little flavor? Or sets some uh, I think this is probably the second time he's used this, but uh, sort of the, the textural reality of, of what he does to find these, you know, find foothold in between spaces of of space-time itself,
2: you know? Alright, alright. So, Setson breathes in deeply, centering his arms over his center of gravity, and just holding his hands there for a moment as they fade out Just a little bit. After a few moments, he clenches his fists and stomps one foot onto the ground. And that same uh, fading effect, that same occasional fading, uh, is now in his legs. They're less visible because, you know, he's wearing pants and shoes, but it is there. Nice.
1: Yo, this guy human over here too!
2: <laughs> just a couple of
0: fucking numers
2: goddamn numers ruining everything
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, generation after the zoomers I fear them these, these will be the
1: ones to, to usher in the arm ripoff dance <laughs> <laughs> I hope so singing hope so. The PS music
0: the indigo children <laughs> okay hag <laughs> 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 yeah, cool hag. Um, so, we finish up our, our individual little rituals. And the top of the machine, these giant sliding gates. The hatches. that you call the access port is not correct. But again, imagine a little bit more of an esoteric take on the top of a missile silo. You begin to... Slide apart the massive wrench, a sound you haven't heard yet. Metal on metal on metal, clearly rusted. This doesn't sound like steel or iron or copper, it has a, a deeper resonant pitch that is incredibly unpleasant. Um, but nonetheless, Lyndon clambers his way out of the, the little control booth locking the hatch behind him, and you guys feel a wave of heat and a smell of oil and rot. Whoosh out of these gates. Machine is open. Linden comes over to your group. Alright. You folks are Vanguard. I don't think we're gonna be too much use.
2: We're going in first?
0: Hmm. I could do general navigation but not gonna to be too good in a fight and mm-hmm. we need uh, protection that's fair alright alright um he gathers up his men like I said he's got three uh three lackeys behind him that I bothered to detail um NPCs of a nondescript varietal, <laughs> uh, g- generally covered in, in hoods, and clearly they have respirators in place as well. And uh, most are carrying diagnostic tools with them. Uh, just
1: a little do. gray meeples. Yeah, just just meeples. They're
0: nothing. They're they're not a peep. They're not people. Like, it wasn't a person. You can just
3: push them into the pit. It doesn't matter. They don't matter at all. <laughs>
0: they don't matter at all. No one cares if they disappear. Lemmings. Um, one of them is just Tim Robinson. Yeah. Tim Robinson.
3: Face. Oh, anyway. fuck, please. I, just, I rip off one got, of their... I got this shirt. I rip off oh, one look, of I get it. I, Look, we're all
1: it. trying to find the guy who... Cut off Limier's head. He just presses a giant <laughs> knife. <laughs> We're all thinking it. No one here knows
0: anything about it. Just no CN. Um, <laughs> oh, all of it. Ew. No, that bit that bit's fine. Uh <laughs> yeah, anyways, yeah, he has these these uh, these three uh, fellow scientists. Um, the pit yawns. Uh Alright, who would like to push forward?
3: I think Marcelin will do it. I think Marcelin will, uh, he'll just step out to the front. uh, He he looks at everyone and, uh, um, yeah, I'll, um, I'll I'll take point. I'll I'll do it. Uh, Stepping this year beyond, yep.
2: I'm right behind you. And I'm right behind you.
3: And I'm somewhere
2: in the group. (laughs) You stay in our sight, where we can see you. Behind you. Only one of us has eyes in the back of our head, mob.
4: Hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you could
1: argue maybe two of us. I mean, one of us has like a billion eyes in the stomach right now, and other places. And other places, you know. Let's not get super focused. On the stomach. I'm going to throw up if we do.
3: I'm a bit disconcerted. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm losing my groove here. I was all set to be gung-ho and uh, jump down, but now now I'm stuck on the bee stomach filled with eyes. Alessa,
1: so. from the very back of the group, gives everyone just a little push. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know.
2: All right, uh, Hold up.
0: Is that, kid, that kid's made of bees, isn't he?
2: Yeah, it, it's, it's a thing. Forget about it. Love
0: the bee people. Love the bee people. no Apiarists. Love them.
1: (laughs) Are you a big fan? Are you? Big
0: fan. Love bees.
1: (laughs) You're the Uh. first person to have such a
4: positive response to bees.
0: You're a valuable piece of the biosphere. (laughs) (laughs)
2: You
1: do. I agree.
3: Big fan of pollination.
1: This is kind of refreshing, I'll say. You know, it's nice to see someone who, uh, you know, actually is into that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, well, full of surprises, I guess. We head down the main corridor. No splits for a while. For a while. Let's get to it. Yeah, you'll see. And down we go. Um, Okay, so, yeah, Marcelin said he was going to take the lead. Time for, oh, time for a Delve. Time for a Delve. Yeah, absolutely it is. Hell would
3: yeah. In, would this be religion then? Or technology?
0: Because we... We are now fully into technology. Brokatakos, I don't... I can't... I think I can spin it as religion. It was... Uh, yeah, it was it religion. Ooh,
3: Warren. Can we say that? One hundo. Okay, I got One, that. Warren, I
1: would like to help out with this Delve okay. Yeah, Wait, good. I'm sorry. I thought I had Warrens. I don't have Warrens. I have Desolate. shut uh, the fuck up. Uh, i sorry. Get off fucking I have
2: I have cursed in religion, if either of those apply. Um, no, I think I think technology and Warrens is going to be your that is fair. Uh, your dom- your, dom- your dom-
0: domains for a hot second. All right, All right Chris, well, go for it.
3: Oh, I got these, so
0: let's give it a shot.
3: Uh, high is a six.
0: nobody was assisting you yeah uh
3: no no don't think so
0: no um partial stress we're gonna take some
1: supplies stress
0: um we'll do a d6 pretty please put forward
3: oh something to consider um i still have that minor fallout that i after listening to the episode i realized that (laughs) uh i have that minor fallout with uh Without having a lantern, so difficulty to discern in darkness. uh not sure.
0: You're in darkness. I don't know why you would have led this charge. uh,
1: (laughs) Interesting (laughs) dark.
3: I think I can see in the dark. Um, You
1: wanted to be brave, okay?
3: I just wanted to do
1: something. We're sending just a weak, squinting old man (laughs) just out into the front. The gold
0: dusters are heroes, damn (laughs) it.
1: I don't know <laughs> about right. that, dog. Marceline, what
4: happened?
0: Squid Games. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Is that I? Is that under your stress total?
3: No, no. I uh, I'm fully down, so I'm just down to four. So.
0: Whoa, no. Um. So no fallout. So you guys let a yeah a squinting old man stumble into the darkness, and London kind of passes his eyes credulously across the group, we sh- sure we're gonna let no man lead the point here.
1: He's an you expert. You want to do it? No. Then shut the fuck up. All right. Do Mar- as you will. Mar- Marcelin
3: is, is sort of tapping uh, his his cane around like uh, like uh, like a like a cane ascent- well, like a blind man uh, just sort of trying to <laughs> find his way. Yep. Yeah, yeah, no, this this feels
0: solid. All right. <laughs> The feeling somebody else should be uh, taking up that particular point. Yeah, there. all
1: right. I see your point. I get you. It's making me a little nervous too. All right. Okay, Marcy, you uh, get to the back. All right. You uh, uh, you've proven yourself. You you you're big and you're strong and you you'll get us through. But I'll take the think next I'm, one.
3: You think I'm strong? I, thanks, Marcy. Alexa. You're
1: so strong. Wow. I Emotionally, well, intellect. No. I mean, not um, physic. Well,
3: now you're now it's starting to come off as a little bit pejorative.
1: Uh, well, no, not pejorative. It's just I. Uh, you're you're very strong in smell.
3: Can Marceline I take some? <laughs> I, Can would, I, I would take some stress to my mind from.
1: <laughs> 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 Can I take emotional stress? <laughs>
2: Marceline, I would just take the compliment. This is as nice as she gets.
3: That was really mean, too. So, uh,
1: I'm sorry. Yeah. All right, now I feel bad. Okay, just please look. Mar- <laughs> Mar- there's not a lot of very... places. There's,
3: there's nowhere to shower down here. Okay.
1: I mean, you can find, like, at least once a week. (sighs) I can smell you. Well, okay. Can can you Uh, smell things?
0: I mean, insofar as normal people can smell things, yeah.
1: Okay, I was just making sure, you know, just, you know, you said you're full of surprises. I was really waiting for some interesting character development on (laughs) Linda not being able to smell things. Uh, Yet still no, being an just, admirer of bees,
0: just pro bees, and pro creature in, in, in general, I guess. Mr. Beefsteak as as a sniffer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> fuck! S- why didn't we bring Mr. Beefsteak? It's too dangerous. He did, did bring. Oh, shut, oh shit! Oh shit! He's with us. Yeah. Yeah. Beefsteak's riding in a little backpack. Oh, oh fuck, shit! Yeah. Little cat
3: backpack. Yeah, it
1: looks like all right, you know what? Yeah, let's. I'll I'll take this charge. I'm brave now for Mister Beefsteak. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a delve. All
0: right, awesome. Well, first, uh, Marcelin, do you have any delve equipment? Mm,
3: nah, no, I don't.
0: We're, we're the investments, my friends. Uh, yeah. So let's just let's, let's do a D four of, of uh, damage against the delve. All right, that'd be three. <sighs> awesome. I'm noting that to our midpoint we have a delve distance of 12 so
1: all right um i don't have the delve skill and i don't have any of the domains yo
3: let's go go Uh, can i assist at least like i'll give you Uh, yeah yeah
0: you can assist yeah the fallout doesn't doesn't clarify you, you can't
1: yeah you're good you're gonna
0: assist yeah. all right
1: it's a 2d10 let's go baby uh, another six
0: we're living large um yeah let's do another d6 of um supplies well actually let's let's get a little crazy with it let's, let's do fortune two? this party's d6 getting crazy fortune.
1: that was a two baby
0: you got any pre-existing stress arena? No, I do not. Show me what you no, not Nope, not going to. That's ancient memes. We're not going to do that. Uh No, nah, nowhere near. So you're good.
1: Heard.
0: <sighs> Roll me a d4 of damage against the Delves.
1: That's a two, baby. Let's fucking go. It's OK, so. Um.
0: All right, let's, let's take a moment to describe what you're doing here. So initially, um, massive passageway, um, clear, kind of shot, uh, slanted down. Um, now, however, um, as you've begun to cut into the delve a little bit, you begin to notice there are these side channels. This almost looks like a sewer in a way. Um, seems like a, a, a primary pipeline almost, like you're walking, literally, inside a pipeline. And it's branching off at points, uh, but now the paneling along the walls is beginning to fail. Um, clearly it was in slightly better shape towards the top, um, whether that was through maintenance or construction initially by the Uh But now you're beginning to see within the guts of things, and uh, the general pale purple light of Proconikos' uh, archaeology, not archaeology, um, technology is humming, very low right now, but you can feel it in a way that is more present than you're hearing, almost, the soles of your feet right now, and sort of the, um, it's, it's, it's deep in you, and, uh, the has gotten very slanted, to the point where, um, it feels like you should be sliding, but you're not, instead, your feet are still clinging, to the surface of, of whatever this pipeline is and uh at this point linden is of course as you're delving and, and making your way uh, down and, and through and, and following his instructions um you have begun to branch off uh and you're beginning to notice that these points where the panels have peeled off um they're hot they're very very hot um so hot, in fact, you notice that one of his, uh, his his lackeys takes a blast of heat up the side of his body and his coat bursts into pale purple flame and he has to be doused very quickly. Luckily, his his, uh, his pals managed to get to that. But you're now in a little bit of danger. These, these panel openings are becoming incredibly numerous. And to continue, as you're continuing, uh, you're going to have to get past these lost panel heat jets uh, with, with a, a degree of deftness. So, can you continue to delve, but uh, that's going to inflict a higher stress dice. Instead, if we want to uh, evade or uh, do something equivalent to uh, assist people through these panel openings, that will probably serve you a little better.
3: Well, shit. Hmm. I do have
0: also um,
3: some skill in um, evading You know, mortar fire, and artillery, and guns, and bullets, and shrapnel, and grenades, and bombs, and my friend's dead bodies. So, you know. um, You know, the fun stuff. All the fun things. Um, Man, you should have gone to a war. Now that was delightful. (laughs) I'm good. I'm real good. Yeah, um, okay, uh, uh, it does, does anyone else have, um, any, uh, uh, relevant skill set, or, uh?
1: I mean, yeah, well, I, I mean, can sneak around and run away from things pretty well. Uh, my reaction time's always been pretty good.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, all right, uh, I guess I'll... I'll try and lead this. Oh, shit. But I do also have a skill that's uh, relevant here. Uh, better part of valor. Um, so if I succeed on an evade roll, all nearby alleys uh, roll with mastery when trying to evade until your next act. So. Wow. Yeah. It um, was welcome to relevance. Okay. This um, is
1: This is literally the perfect opportunity <laughs> for this. Wow.
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Just uh, perfectly designed. So I guess I'll, um, with the uh, difficulty because of delve checks without having a lantern, would that also affect this? Uh, would you say?
0: Um. Not at this point. No. I think okay. uh, everything's pretty well. Lit.
3: All right. Well, let's give this a shot.
0: Okay. That's a ten. Hey,
1: baby. Big hey.
0: Number. Big hey. numbers. Big let's numbers. Let's fucking 10. go. Um still gonna allow this to inflict stress on the delve. Um so uh yeah, let's go ahead and do a D6 against the Delve, see what happens.
3: All right. Uh that's five.
0: Wow. Glorious. Um yeah, I mean with uh with Marcelin's navigation, these broken panel sections, um, you know, maybe you can sense the the incoming pulse of heat from the panels or something like that.
3: I feel like there's almost like a whisper in the back of Marcelin's head when like a couple of these are about to like shoot out a jet of, of flame, he almost like pulls back an instant. There's almost like a preternatural uh just like a almost a sense of when things are about to go wrong here.
1: We finally confirmed it. Marcelin's a precog. Woo! Oh yeah. Thinker four. Um, that joke was for no one
0: (laughs) that joke was for five people on planet (laughs) Earth. um read worm uh so yeah you you managed to with your, your your precognition uh gun your way through this panel section and the tunnel widens um it's now very clear you're no longer in a singular passageway um before, again, it felt like there was a, almost like a, a cooling tower or, like I mentioned before, like a missile, missile silo. Um, now, however, uh, not quite the case. Instead, it's spider-webbed out. Um, all of those, of course, coalescing into that singular pipe above. But for now, you're beginning to get into the guts of it, and things are getting a little trickier. Um, let's, uh, let's... Um, we're in a, a psych, psycho-alien... Machine hellscape, and of course, I can toss a bunch of wacky ideas out. Um, why don't you, lovely, very creative folks, um, give me a little help here and uh, assist me in designing this particular space in terms of its bizarre nature? Um, I don't necessarily need uh, adversarial events or anything, um, as per Adele of Christian, however, I would like you to assist me in flavoring the place. Um, th- things are getting. Like I said, stranger, things are uh, branching, the panels are less and less present, and even though they're not all the sort of lava jets of of largely non-visible heat that the previous ones were, um, they're still exposing you to uh, machinery, and and that machinery is beginning to leak out of these panels. The the whole thing uh, this deep begins to look like it's being affected by the the weight of of the, the, the heart around it, like it's being crushed in, and so things are popping, and... I'm exploding like a can of biscuits, so um, if you wouldn't mind, uh, if people have anyone has an idea, toss it out. I'd like one from each of you, but um, no worries about. It.
2: <laughs> I'm thinking some non-Euclidean architecture. Uh, in yeah, in, in the sense um. that you could walk down a hallway, turn to your left, and then turn left again, and you would come out, uh, the opposite end of the room you were just in.
0: Yeah, that's gans. especially um, with Lyndon's kind of practiced navigation. yeah. You know, some of the, the church, like the, the, the courses you're beginning to funnel down and some of these uh, paths you're swinging through just don't make sense as to how you're continuing to go down.
4: I think some of the some of the walls are starting to like ooze some weird, not quite fluid, but not quite solid, some kind of non-Newtonian fluid that, that kind of hardens on, on impact as it drips from the walls and ceilings.
0: I say non-Newtonian. Um, yeah, maybe like a ferrofluid, something that's like a, it's clearly responding to some sort of magnetism or something within the space and has those like uh, ferrofluid spikes along it. Yeah. yeah, Spooky goop. I love a good goop.
1: We love a good goop.
0: Mm-hmm. Big goop guy.
1: So, they're, uh, there are some shots from the I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream video game. Oh yeah. No. Where, where it's just these expansive corridors of wires that just go on and on into a shadowy depth that just you can't really fathom the end of it. I imagine there are some hallways like that. Just big echoey hallways larger than your comprehension. I can
2: imagine walking through an impossible doorway into a room that is much, much uh, larger
1: than it actually seems. There's space behind the doorway. Yeah, I'm imagining very Giger-esque floors and walls, very, very wiry and dark and slimy looking. Oh yeah. Time to mention Giger.
2: Back in my physics brain here. All
1: of, us, all of us plumbing the depths of all the designers we know that make weird shit. Weird metal stuff. Um, a very good time to mention
0: Giger, um, because Lyndon is clearly getting a little on edge. Uh, Mr. Beefsteak is letting out some little, little cat like... Like pre-meows here and there. Oh no. Um, and uh, again, you're hearing these these jets of pressurized air coming from the panels whirring, that low hum I mentioned earlier has begun to increase. You're feeling it higher in your torso now, um, but you're also hearing um, distant crashes, sounds of movement. Um, but it's always from far enough away that uh, doesn't mean it's cause for immediate alarm, but Lyndon and Mr. Beefstick are on edge.
2: As uh, the party continues to delve forward, Um, Setson is going to ask a question to Alessa. So, she seemed to be nearby, and, uh, he turns to her, and he asks, Alessa? Eh? Do you believe in the extraterrestrial?
1: Jesus, what the fuck? Do you
2: believe in aliens?
1: I... I mean... We're in a pit that is in another pit, where the outer pit is almost always, you know, made of walls, made of flesh, where we, you know, earlier uh, in the week or day, I don't know how time has passed this, uh, we fought a horse that was extended like a centipede, then we went to heaven, and you're asking me if I believe in little green men. Well,
2: not that specifically, but, you know, life on other worlds other than this.
1: I mean, fucking yeah. Yeah, I think I do. I think I'd be hard-pressed to say there's anything that I could call impossible at this point. Yeah. Why do you ask?
2: Well... Stories have been told around uh, my neck of the woods when I was younger. There exists, well, allegedly, a race of moon elves called the Manalfar. Not a lot is known about them, but a lot of my techniques is because of them because of the wealth of knowledge that they possess. So, being down here, it starts to finally make me understand that
1: some things are not of this world. You think this thing we're creeping into, this uh, this belly of the beast that we're going into, we're, we're going to find something like that? Well, with our luck, probably. All right, I've got some uh, some existential hebe fucking jeebies. Uh Hey, Marcy, can, I, can I, you, you got any more of that crotch rot?
3: Um, sorry to say, I kind of sold it to heal that that guy over there. So um, I've I've been skint this entire time. Um,
1: oh my god, <sighs> Marcy, are you sober?
3: Oh, I Marcy, don't know. are you dry? It's been a real bit of a haze. I started licking some of the sweat on, on my sh- on, on my arms, thinking there might be some alcohol in them.
2: Congratulations, Marcelin. You're That's almost disgusting. clean. Disgusting. Here's your he three-hour chip.
3: When we get back, I am buying everyone, and that includes you, mob, because apparently now you're a teenager. I'm buying everyone here a drink. Uh, or two, or three, or I don't know. I'm just gonna get a barrel. We're just gonna have a barrel. We're just gonna drink a barrel. I don't know what's in it. Just a barrel.
1: I like to imagine this entire conversation is punctuated with like skewed camera shots from corners with like <laughs> little little things moving around. Yeah, the the occasional creeping of a dark figure. Yeah, the <laughs> just right out of periphery.
0: This is this is a travel conversation. Yeah. Um. Well, all right, we got our we got our companion dialogue, our, our companion backstory unlocked dialogue, and dragonage. <laughs> down, down we continue to descend. We have a little bit of this delve left, um, and uh, we've reached a point where things have, of course, uh, you know, in terms of. <laughs> Non-Euclidean nature gone a little extreme, um, but on top of that, you're essentially sticking to the wall. Kind um, of hard to tell at this point, other than uh, the the fact that uh, if you were paying attention, the geography geography where you're going generally was going down. There are obviously these bizarre loop arounds and these uh, kind of sort of non-logical spaces you've walked through, um, but yeah, you you've gone down. But um, yeah, you, you stop going down slopes. You know, you haven't gone to too many slopes. It's like you're walking straight, and Linden takes a takes a chunk off the ground. Looks like a fragment of a panel, and he tosses it up. And eventually, it, it arcs. It arcs. Reaches the top of its parabola. Whatever the fucking physics are, <laughs> uh, and uh, it it catches. A different gravitational pull I mean wholesale and it plummets almost like it's shooting forward Um, but you realize no, it caught the actual flow of gravity and uh, descends Uh, from your perspective of course just shooting off through the air we're in the belly of it now I can tell no matter what we no matter what we come across make sure you stay close to the walls you get too close to the center of these. Oh, you saw that.
2: If you're unlucky, you might be ripped apart between gravitational fields.
0: Yeah, that in-between place isn't nice.
3: Yeah. So j- don't jump. Is the idea.
0: I can jump a little bit, but something get a hold of ya. Don't let it throw you. And if you let if you let it throw you, make sure doesn't
1: straight up, stick to the walls. <laughs> All right, think like lizards, everyone.
0: Uh, yeah,
1: just like a lizard.
0: Uh... Uh, sure,
1: think like a lizard. I am the lizard, <laughs> everyone. I need to focus. I'm just... becoming a lizard.
0: I'm a fucking lizard. I'm, I'm a lizard, doing it. Mate. Painting his face. So he's going to do this final doff. Um, as as um, Lyndon has mentioned, the the, the tunnels are are tightening, and, and yeah, in the center of them, the, the gravitational uh, reality there is down, and you are clinging to the walls, so.
1: Be nimble. All right, I guess I'll do it.
3: I mean, yeah, you were doing it before, so.
1: I was doing it before, yeah. Anyone gonna help me out with this one? Yeah,
3: I'll do it, I'll help out. I don't
1: out. have any appropriate skills. Yeah, I <laughs> have
2: knowledge, and that is about it. <laughs> the least delving group of delvers out there. Yeah. Really? I, like
3: I, I built, I sort of built just, Marcelin to be a delvey, but, uh, don't have any equipment, so... Well, you don't yeah.
1: have the skill.
3: Well, I do have the skill. I just don't oh, have the... Oh, you do
1: have the skill. But what am I doing?
3: Because you said you wanted to do it. <laughs> and also, well, I have difficulty. yeah, because the,
1: the NPC was bugging me. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I thought it was for As the much, cat. Yeah, I thought it was. <laughs> <my job. laughs> it was for Mr. Beast. Well, the cat
1: filled me with the inspiration, but truly, it's because I didn't want to have to keep dealing with this NPC complaining that we had an old man eating us through. And that was even. You know what? I'm just fucking. I'm rolling. And that's two oh my God. me. <laughs> Oh my God! Your
4: rage drove you to success. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's exceptional. You sorry, walked yeah, a, just walked
3: through a kool a man through a wall. <laughs> just,
1: oh yeah, just, just just fully traversing this MCS. You're painting. What am I rolling? Two d six. I mean, sorry, one d six. One
0: d six. One d six. Stress against the delve. Nice overshot. Um. So that went spectacular. I didn't get to throw any nasties at you. Damn. Sometimes you just need to succeed. Yeah. Uh, And yeah, none of the the science lackeys, none of the Half Life scientists uh, got (laughs) murked either.
3: That's surprising.
0: Um, All right. The tunnels begin to widen again. And. Things before, again, they, they, they were getting non-Euclidean, they were getting uh, large, you know, you'd, you'd glance down a tunnel, which in reality you was know, probably up, like, sideways, things are getting confusing. But uh, just sprawling into an abyss. Now, however, things are getting very strange. Um, it's actually lit now, the, the purple light that was bleeding in from Fuck the yeah, cracks of the tunnels... Uh, it's lit. Uh, the purple <laughs> light that was bleeding in from the tunnels is now, um, yeah, pretty much illuminating the space. Um, and you enter a massive chamber. Um, it's domed. Um, at the very least, the floor you're walking on is domed. Um, as to what orientation you are gravitationally, it's a little tricky. Um, but uh, you, you you come out of the the this tunnel, and uh, you continue sticking to the floor. So you're thinking and. From Lyndon's uh, look uh, that he, you know, he gives to a, a scientist, one of his one of his lackeys, um, probably upside down now, following um, this, this dome. Um, and within the the space of the dome, what would probably be uh, below you. Um, as for your current orientation above you, um, there are these massive pillars. Connected at right angles, like a maze. Um, they crackle every once in a while with a shot of electricity. Um, and you're realizing that this illumination is coming from those shots of electricity in between these connected pillars. They're not all connected, they're in clusters. Um, and the electricity seems to be firing in between very specific points on all these clusters. I mean, it spreads out above slash underneath you. And something almost like the map... Of a mind, a brain, synapses and neurons spiraling and angling its way into uh, the largest abyss you've seen yet. Uh, you're now in Tier 2, before you had returned to Tier 1, uh, and you realize there's no obvious foothold here. Lyndon turns to address you. All right, We've made it through the entryway tunnels. Now, this is the fun part.
4: Define fun?
0: <laughs> uh, well, I, I can define fun. Uh, it's, it's a good time. And what's going to be fun is what we're going to do, alright?
3: I feel like you're you're leading on to something. So, uh, what, are we going to have to climb? Are
0: we going to have to float? I, I... Are we jumping? <laughs> All fantastic ideas. Ah, we're hitching a ride. On. Ah, uh, he, he points. And now you see, very distantly, there are shapes moving around this complex. Um, they're large, rectangular. Um, they, they hover impossibly. Um, and they hover very quickly. You see those things... Little independent rectangle you know, floating bits vaguely yeah we call those grav trams probably not exactly what they are not certain what exactly they do but we can move on them but first we got capture one
2: and how do we do that
0: turns to his lackeys gives him a thumbs up and they all begin to unfurl their packs and they uh, lock something down to the ground and set up what appears to be almost like a harpoon gun. Oh fuck uh, if, yeah. If a harpoon gun did not end in a harpoon, oh, uh, man. instead <laughs> in a, a big magnet. Yeah, a big thick thudding magnet.
2: Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> Love this, man. Love this.
1: Oh, come on, let me take a shot.
0: <sighs> well, you folks are welcome to Normally, we bring somebody trained to shoot this thing, but those people are, uh, indisposed, if you will.
1: Did they die, or are they just pussies?
0: Uh probably not the, the latter, uh, former not clear yet.
1: Alright, okay, I rescind my comment. They've seen something, I can
2: assume. Uh, MIA
0: is probably the easiest way to put it
2: right now. Ooh. Let's hope we don't run into them.
3: Which is so. It's exactly what you say, and then they're gonna, we're gonna run into them. That's that's. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Does <laughs> seem a bit of an omen, doesn't it?
3: Yeah, way to go, Setson. Thanks, appreciate it.
0: I blame yeah, no you. No problem.
4: Why'd you have to foreshadow?
0: Classic mistake.
2: Yeah, haha. Don't act like uh, don't li- don't act like if we gotta fight him that's gonna be wait I'm tripping over my own words don't act like if we have to fight those things it's not gonna be me who has to do it
3: well now we're gonna make you do it because you did some dramatic irony just now you brought
4: this on yourself Setson
2: I was gonna do it anyways
1: (laughs) you took Chekhov's gun off the wall you loaded it you put it back and said well I hope that doesn't come up (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Who's Chekhov? No. Wow, well, I would hate to shoot that. <laughs> you know, Chekhov—he was a—he was a, a gibberite. Right?
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He had this uh, one gun that um, he kept—he kept losing it, but found it again at just the right moments.
1: Oh, the swarmlings still talk about the curse of Chekhov's great terrible gun. All right, me and my men
0: will uh, maintain the cannon. Which one of you? <laughs> Fortunate soul wants supposed to be the one on the
1: controls. Oh, me, on please, please let it be me.
0: Shoot the fucking magnet gun. That's, that's on you.
1: That's a beautiful sentence you just said right there. And, uh, Alyssa must... cracks her knuckles and just fucking, just eyes this beauty up and down. Um,
0: yeah, it's a, it's a bizarre firing mechanism. It's a bit like, um, like, a latch lock, like, on a door, like, you, or, like, on a bathroom where you slide it and then you lock it down, um, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about, but, yeah. uh, it's, it's clearly spring-loaded, like, it's latched down into that little crevice, but it's pressing against it, so you, you, you realize that, you know, you'll have to pull back a little and then you'll move the handle over into the main, like, slot, and then you let go and it's gonna, whomp, it's gonna send it out. It looks like it's literally just a big fucking spring holding this thing back. Oh, uh,
1: i um, okay. entirely metallic. So it's a yeah, big Nerf uh, gun.
0: Uh we're not canonizing Nerf guns in <laughs> this era. Um so yeah, it's it's not a trigger. It's much more rudimentary.
1: Alright, yeah. Let's just gonna pull that shit back and take aim and let her rip. Alright.
0: Um Yeah, it's a kill roll.
1: Fuck um,
0: yeah. You don't really shoot guns but this game doesn't have like proficiency and stuff so we'll just we'll just say let's i mean we don't want to make this the easiest thing in the world let's just do risky like the the first level of difficult
1: okay so i would just roll, roll and one remove d10 or you'll roll 2d10 oh, you right. roll and then remove okay. it's the harder one
0: that's right statistically crueler one i should say
1: Oh that's a six. That's still a success. That's still yeah. a success. I did it. Yeah. Um let's
0: let's do um let's take some fortune stress, shall we? Um just a d6. Let's just do a d6 of fortune stress. Let's not go wacky with it. What does that put
1: your total stress at? My total is now six. And that was fortune.
0: Mm-hmm. Woo. In the clear. Um Yeah, the the magnet goes whistling. You you use that mechanism um, I just described. You you pull back, you move it over to the side into the main slot, you let it go, and it goes springing forward, launching this magnet plunger out of the barrel of this gun, whistling through the air. And uh, with a big, hearty, loud clank, it sticks to the side of one of these graph trams. And uh, you can feel it. Hole against the uh the sort of mounting that Lyndon's uh, fellow, you know, scientists uh have, have locked it into the ground with. Um luckily you're not holding on to the thing because you can immediately see all of them kind of spook as the bolts they've they put through it uh lift up. <whistles> you can hear that sound of metal shifting. Uh and the grab train tram is now pulling against the housing of the gun. All right. That's half the fun part. Well, we'll we'll get into the fun part. Now we got a winch.
1: I have a name. No, it's (laughs) It's I I get it. It's just some humor. You know, it's, it's very spooky around here. You got to break the ice. Uh, Yeah. Let's, let's winch this thing in. Reel it in. Um,
0: yeah. And then from the back of, uh, of, of this gun, uh, Lyndon jams a winch in extends it and then the the scientists the, the three scientists of course are uh, holding the thing down um, kind of just sitting on it in terror and it looks like you can probably get three people onto this winch at one time
2: I think Setson's gonna go for the winch
4: yeah mob hasn't done any mob will help
0: <laughs> oh yeah I love by to see the power the... of my bees and pubescent strength
3: all right, yeah, I'll do it, too. Oh, I'm just a weak old man, apparently. I'm not strong. I don't <laughs> smell good. Come
1: on. All right, Marcy. You want to
3: take it? <laughs> no, You're no you You're strong. Show
1: us how strong you are. I'm really strong. Come on. Use your old man strength. Yeah, use that old man strength you got.
3: He, uh, Fine. He'll get on it, but he'll, like... He'll grunt and wheeze like an old man while he's doing it. And a little, only a little bit of that is put on.
1: Ooh, I think she's a keeper. <laughs> All right,
0: between the three of you, who is leading the role? Probably me.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Probably the strongest fantastic. of the three. <laughs> yeah. I figured. Heave, ho! Um, Fantastic. So, uh, David, you can make that roll. All you right. get two dice of assistance, of course, but everybody will take the stress accrued if it is not a full success. And this is kill? Um, I think this is more of an Endure. I don't think you're killing anything. I think Endure is going to be more of the the expression of strength, yeah.
2: That's just going to be my 1d6, 1d10, and then uh two more, that's 3, 3d10. It's a
1: 10. Damn baby, we're rolling good! Oh no!
0: The dice dice are in your favor.
1: Can't for
3: now, for yeah, that Come can only last around. so
0: long. <laughs> Please stop. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: the winch is successful, and the grab tram is pulled out from the call. This thing, the pillar, lightning, brain field thing. Um, that it's zooming about synapse, uh, and yeah, the the synapse field, if you will. Um, and voila, it is now close enough that you can see it's actually ringed with these what clearly must have once upon a time been something like transport hooks. They look like a lot of them are broken, but it looks like this rectangle. If anybody's familiar with blame, they travel with this pilot. Um, I think think it may just be Killy at that point, but... um, they're traveling with this pilot, and essentially that's what I'm basing this off. It's just it's a big fucking flying rectangle. Um, it's not elegant. It doesn't have fins. I mean, literally, it's it's a it's a rectangular. Just prism.
1: a massive floating metal mattress.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Um, but it it, it doesn't float. Um, horizontal it floats vertically. Um. Oh. So th- yeah, the side that's showing to you, um, is it's it's flank, which you know, if, it 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 moves like a sunfish, if that makes it all clearer. Oh, I
1: see uh, now. I get it hmm mm. Not,
0: not like the, the obelisk from 2001 Space Odyssey. Too many references, Alec. I'm sorry. Um, nonetheless, it, it's covered in these clamps that, uh, that Linden and his, his scientist pals, um, immediately begin to position themselves on. Um, and Linden gestures to the rest of them. All right, now getting this thing to navigate, that's a whole nother issue.
1: Yeah, I don't exactly see, see like a like a steering wheel or some reins. Um, you see, the scientists and
0: Lyndon all have um, steel pipes, and as you climb on to uh, you know your own hooks, um, Lyndon hands you
1: steel pipes. All right, what uh all right. Walk me through this, huh?
0: Um, he taps the ends of each of them, you know, the, the two ends, and you notice they're all painted red on one end, blue on the other. Magnets.
2: Magnets.
0: So imagine with me. These are oars, huh?
2: Uh, uh, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. I know what's going on here.
1: That makes one of us. All right. Let me just say, Sil, this is conceptually pretty cool. This is I this is it's cool pretty, as fuck. This, this is pretty neat. This is pretty. I'm this down. Pretty clever. <laughs>
0: um, I, I appreciate it. Uh, yeah. So uh, there are three of you on one side. Three of you on the other side. And Lyndon is sitting on the top. Um, the thin top. Again, this thing moves like a sunfish. Um, so, he essentially, uh, is going to be calling out to you, um, as he climbs. And uh, you'll flip the oars to push off or pull closer to parts of the, the synapse field. Um, which, of course, as you're now getting closer, um, and as the thing begins to resume its route, you're realizing are all metal. Um, you, you can't see seams, unlike the previous part. These look like they are somehow, um just massive extrusions of metal. Um, And you're going to be swimming through the synapse field, um, oaring your way through like a boat. Uh, So, that means that uh, technically, um, Linden is sort of uh, navigating, and you guys are the muscle. So, again, this allows us to delve check. Um, However, we are now going to be delve checking uh, collectively. Uh-oh. one of you of course will be taking the lead but of course we're all going to be sharing the stress because you are all oh
1: on the this same is the vessel. vehicle mechanic
0: ah. uh, you're in a vehicle but that also means you can now um when a fallout is accrued give it to the vehicle uh that of course has other risks but oh
1: boy It's for a later date
0: and this is a this is the the weakest form of vehicle i guess to mechanically uh, toss it out there it can take two minors one major if all those slots are filled, it's fucked. And by extension oh. us. So yeah, until you get another one. Yeah. Um, which not impossible, but you no longer have your magnet slingshot thing. Yeah. Um, that's going to be retrieved later. So Lyndon, uh, you know, screams out, Eve and, uh, his scientist pals who are on one side, you guys are of course on the other. Uh, there are four of you. Um, so one of you has to sit up with Lyndon. Who wants to do that?
2: Is it the person that's going to be leading the delve?
0: Um, It could, but I feel like that that can shift on and off who's leading the delve. So I think it's the person who wants to more be in a navigation role or like a watching role. Because, of course, you're sitting on the top of this, you know, vertical oh, rectangle. Alessa's reserve. got
1: good eyes and doesn't want to do manual labor.
0: <laughs> Very reasonable. Yeah, all right. Beating so Alessa climbs up.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah just clambers <laughs> on up. Oh, I, I feel
3: like Mob was like about to volunteer there, and Les is like, "Ah, oh, sweet, no,
1: <laughs> sweet, no worry. work. I, like that's canonical. Just Mob is like slowly raising his hand. Les is just, "All right, square it out of my way." Plank <laughs> steps on his head. <laughs> come on, come on, kid! You gotta build some muscle. Okay. Give, give those bees an exercise. I mean, Slanky. they're constantly flying around. I feel like that's <laughs> exercise enough. Yeah, but it, that, that's, you know, you can't skip leg day. They're in my legs, too. I don't see a point here. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: right, come on, it'll build character. You just
1: don't want to do work. What do you know about character? Excuse me. I find this all rather rude. That I, I... I can't even look at you right now. That I wouldn't want to do work. Do you want to do work? I work every day of
4: my life.
2: Yeah, indeed.
4: That's not the question. (laughs) Dealing with
1: you chumps is work. She doesn't want to do work.
2: I am aware. (sighs) Deal with it later. I will. We will. We'll take care of it. We'll resolve this. I'm hearing a lot
1: of not rowing.
2: Setson uh, grits his teeth a little bit. Uh, if, if he could see Alessa, uh, he would be glaring, but he can't, so he just starts rowing.
4: Mob, on the other hand, is taking this all in good fun. He just sticks his tongue out.
1: <laughs> ah, that's a good sport.
2: That's a good lad.
1: That's a good lad, is it? Ah, uh, that's cultural appropriation, you can't say that.
2: <laughs>
1: Shut up!
2: <laughs>
0: Dickhead. <laughs> uh.
1: <laughs>
0: How dare we take more from the British?
1: The oh. British have done nothing but be taken from, you guys.
2: <laughs> you are taking. you Who will take.
1: think of the British?
2: Oh, you can't <laughs> steal it. that. I stole that first!
1: Oh, why is everybody <laughs> picking on the Empire?
2: Poor Widow Empire. <laughs> At least they could um, make good food.
1: I uh, like you. You're it's, funny. It's it's the least keep they you could. Around. Do. Uh, uh,
0: don't have too many gigs after this. We'll see.
1: Alright, yeah, I'd love for you to replace our current guy. He is such a bummer.
0: <laughs> that was a joke. I told you before, my family mapped this entire facility essentially. It's. it's kind of my holy mo understanding this facility
1: all right well that's 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 admirable now let's uh let's let's move on yeah yeah, yeah. row okay yeah i'm gonna row
0: the grab tram pushes off after your first set of rows and uh yeah you s- slowly begin to acclimate as uh linden teaches you the ways of this switching rowing rhythm it's uh yeah i mean it's a kind of rowing but it's um it's also a Sometimes a kind of hooking, you know, one side can all switch to the red, and then you pull yourself towards something, and then switch, and you push, and the other side pushes her from something else. It's it's uh, largely dependent on London, um, making sure he's communicating back and forth between the two sides, um, and you begin to descend into the the synapse field, yellow lightning crackling in between these pylons. Um, let's do a little delving, shall we? Cool. I feel like. A, Alessa is good to lead this one.
1: Oh boy, good times. <clears throat> yeah. This is going to uh, be the one. This this will be the one. We're going to do
0: difficult risky. Um just because you're going to be rolling so many dice cuz you do get four dice here. Um, we are now in technology alone. We've lost Warrens because of course the space is
1: broadened. All right, so just four d10 and take off. Take off the high. Ah, fucking! Oh, five,
0: he failed. That us. is a tragic roll. That is
1: so bad. It could have been a nine.
0: Um, let's do a d8 of fortune stress, please. Fuck me!
1: Ah, oh, that's Oof. a seven, baby! Oh, you're gonna kill
0: me! <laughs> owie! Owie! Ooh.
1: Owie!
0: Owie, owie. Um, that takes your stress to something pretty high isn't It,
1: it takes it to a 13
0: So this will result Oof. in a fallout
2: Everybody gets this Oh boy Everybody gets a fallout <laughs> uh, As a treat
1: um, Everyone can have a little fallout mm. um,
0: Well no, everybody shared in that No, you're right, you're right Because it fell under the stress you all shared um, So you, you all acquire a minor fallout
3: Thank
1: um, you
0: minor fortune fallout can the lightning can just zap major? us
1: and we get a little dumber <laughs> <Ken>?
3: uh,
0: <laughs> doesn't seem within the realm of possibility
4: obviously. hey yo let me get a major
0: <laughs> Not <gonna> um, <laughs> yeah you going, going um man four fortune falls i didn't think this through did i Let's just give everybody a collective ongoing fortune fallout. Okay. Um, You continue rowing. Fuck up a little bit. A couple times you clang against a wall. um, And uh, luckily, uh, you know, it seems pretty par for the course. Linen doesn't seem too perturbed. Until you clang to a wall.
1: Stick. Uh Uh-oh. Ah, Fuck.
0: Uh, come on, aside, push off, and that is the side facing the wall um, that his friends, the scientists, are on. Lyndon's eyes go real big. Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Alyssa, take the oar. Help push. Help push. Quick!
1: Uh, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'm pushing. I'm pushing.
0: Um, and you and you guys begin to feel it begin to wiggle off of this pylon, and Lyndon screams. Karnak, get the fuck away from me! Alessa, are you paying too much attention to this pylon, or are you um, Uh, completely invested? paying a
1: lot of attention to everything around her. Uh, She is not having a good time.
0: I think this is the only... um, I think you're the only one who's going to be able to see this, um, because like I said, everybody else is on the other side, and you can start to clamber over to assist with pushing off, but... um, In the meanwhile... Uh, say you see something. Definitely not a human anymore, but you can see that there's a human at the center of it. Um, something I can only charitably describe as a sea urchin. But instead of spikes, what appear to be limbs are sprouting from a human torso. Um, the gnarled knobs they end in are clearly something like hands, if hands were mirrored. Um, if, if the palm turned into another hand... Uh, 10 fingers, 11, 12 fingers on each of these gnarled limbs, and there are dozens of limbs. I mean, you can barely see the torso inside. All of them with uh, pieces of metal and detritus wrenched around them. And you can see that um, exploded and and sort of wrapped around some of the elbows and stuff is clearly fragments of of a uniform or or something like that. And you can see uh, a stretched twisted head dangling somewhere in the middle, almost seeming to move in between the base of these limbs. And it is scaling this pylon at a rapid pace.
1: Oh, fuck. I hate the hell out of that. Oh, they do. You, you know what? Uh, fuck this. Uh, and Alessa reaches into her her little pack and takes out a pipe bomb. <laughs> okay.
0: So, Fortune, um, you guys are being Regular fortune fallout. Um, ongoing. Uh, are, um, yeah, we'll just say hunted for now. We'll, we'll give it some more flavor as we get closer to the things that are hunting you. So, okay, you throw your pipe bump but even before you can get it, just to justify this quadruple minor fortune fallout. Yeah. Um, this thing with a couple limbs uh, snatches one of, the, one of the scientists, one of the assistants to Linden. It um, just gives it a couple rippling whacks uh, against the uh the side of this pylon here's some pretty unhealthy crunches and you see his pipe sticks to the wall i say rippling because it grabs it with with some limbs and instead of like fully just chunking him at the wall more moves him in between its limbs to get it there just this bizarre overly grabby movement it's like the entire thing is operating on that principle of like when you're really hammered, or like, I don't know, some people when they do psychedelic drugs, you're like constantly flexing and pulsing your hands, and like feeling the muscles in your hands. It's like it's doing that. It's just feeling him, and you can tell it's crunching him at the same time. Um, And uh, yeah, just thumping this, this guy against uh, the pylon. Um, not looking too good. You got a pipe bomb to throw at him, though. So, um, let's see how that
1: goes. Uh, But he, he does have one of the scientists in tow, doesn't he?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that guy's probably how close too is crunched. he
1: to to us? He's he's like right at the pylon, isn't he? Um, yeah. the
0: The thing that um Lyndon described as Karnak is, um, yeah. He's at the intersection of where the 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 grab tram meets the the
1: pylon. I mean, this thing's close to our quote unquote vehicle, but that would dislodge you. Yeah, uh, let's just gonna light this thing up and chuck it right at the thing and hope it just fucking grabs it. Just gonna so real fastball pitch this thing. Oh, jeez.
0: Um, okay. Okay. Yeah, let's, uh, let's see how that goes. This is a kill. Still in technology. Yeah, that's all I got for you
3: The, um, the rest of us can't see this, you said, right?
0: Um, like I said, if you were so inclined, um, especially by the time you start to hear the thumping and everything, you could climb up these cargo hook things that litter the sides of the grab tram. Kind of make your way up to sea, <laughs> but it probably, you know, to get it to the top and to partake in these events, uh, it's probably going to gonna take, you know, a few seconds. Long enough for Alessa to do what she's doing.
1: Oh, yeah. All right, big money, no whammies. Hey, it's... Some money, no whammies.
0: Yeah, not as bad as it could be. Um, let's just do a D6 of fly stress. Two. Actually, I'm going to pivot here. I'm going to say this is mind stress, actually. All
2: right. Oh, yeah. Digging him. Um,
0: so you cleared your uh, fortune. fortune stress, yeah. Leaving you with anything? Nope. Nope, just two. So unless I get a one. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. You did. <laughs> <laughs> and I quite literally did. Check oh off, we're right, running so. out of ammo here, buddy. <sighs> we, yeah, we burned our luck there at the beginning. Let's um, let's do the damage to that pipe bomb, okay?
1: All right, where... D6.
0: D6, okay. Yep. D6 spread, Yep. Yeah. Yep. Hmm?
1: Yes. Well, okay, that's a two. All right, um,
0: could be better. Um... Yeah, you throw it, and it catches it. Um, it, ripples, it ripples along the body, and then it looks like it... Uh, i trying to observe this for a second. Of course, the, the fuse burning. And it goes off. Um, unfortunately, it goes off a little too close to the uh, scientist. Um, so you get to see that guy uh, maced in half, this explosion. Um, you'll see some of the limbs that are holding it get blown off, exposing the torso underneath. Um, also exposing... The, the head, that from a distance looked so twisted and strange. Um, and now that the, the, the limbs have blown back and you're able to see it a little clearly, you realize, no, it's actually not as horrifying as you initially assumed. It is moving, strangely. The muscles on the torso are, are like moving it around, like the bone of the spine has become gelatinized or something. Somehow it's mobile. What you see is actually somebody um, all too human. A face that uh, has been pulled and twisted and stretched a little bit, uh, clearly by this sort of locomotion that uh, whatever this state it's in has caused. Um, and uh, it actually doesn't wholesale terrify you. Of course, there's gore and detritus um, that I'm sure has become fairly numb to. But something you're not used to seeing is a kind of pleading, and not a pleading for its life per se, but almost the opposite. Almost a begging cry of of a terror and um, just a, 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 an existential yowl of a look. And I think it pierces uh, Alessa's little Grinch heart. Um, you are deeply, deeply moved by this. I mean, about as much power that can be ...put behind a look, um, is put behind this look, and then the limbs begin to sprout from its flesh again, painfully. The flesh of the torso um, doesn't just, like, warp and, like, you know, a limb just kind of grows out. No, it rips out of the flesh of the torso, and that face, still holding eye contact with you, screams in wordless, soundless agony. Um, and the limbs begin to sprout again, uh, returning it to its, uh, its sea urchin-esque form... Um, However, that explosion also pushes you away from the pylon, and you guys are free. Lyndon smacks you on the back. Hey, hey, you all there?
1: Uh, I, I, I don't, uh, um... We
0: can talk as we go. Look, we lost Percy. I need you to take up his spot down there.
1: Uh, yeah, 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 I'll, um, yeah. And she just clambers down, just wordlessly takes up his, his rod and does whatever she needs to do.
0: So yeah, minor mind fallout. You're going to take any attempts to actually um, mortally wound this creature um, or bring in any more pain uh, at risky. Woof. I don't have a pithy name for this, but yeah. And, and with that, the the thing recoils and skitters down its hands somehow finding purchase on this metal and it skitters uh, behind this pylon crack of purple lightning flashes in between two of them and uh, you can see a hint of this gnarled limbed shadow move in the distance.
3: Uh, Alessa, you, uh, what's, what was going on up there? What, What happened? I
1: don't want to talk about it.
3: You don't, you don't look too hot. Are you, are you all right? Or
1: let's, let's just keep going. Alright. I wanna... I wanna get done with this.
0: Rowan, yeah. Back to the Rowan stations. We wanna get as far away from that thing as we can. I don't wanna lose any more of you. Percy was a good man. Didn't deserve that. But, um, so was Karnak once.
3: Karnak, that was the, uh, that was one of the people who went down here before, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. Absolutely was. The Cavalier's above.
3: Ah. Yet. Shit. Um. Yeah, uh, Marcelin fixes a less, uh, like, a pitying look, but I'm not sure he knows how to help her, so I, I, he just goes back to his rowing station.
0: Onwards. All right. We continue our descent. Um. So you succeeded, ultimately, <laughs> at that... Uh, oh, no, you failed. You failed that role. Yeah, I failed um, it role, So you actually didn't make, we didn't make too much progress. Um, who would like to lead this next delve action? Well, is no longer up there. Well, I'm assisting Linden with navigation. So really it could be anybody.
3: I mean, I'll do, I feel like I've been stealing a lot of the roles here, but like, I'll definitely take it. No one else's.
2: I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't have delve, but I could still do it. Yeah, same.
1: Yeah, this is your moment, Chris.
3: all right, all right. Yeah, no, I'll I'll throw throw down a face down, so to speak, as in dice, because I'm not using cards. This is not Yu-Gi-Oh yet. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's next campaign. Yep. All right. So oh, that's um. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So that'll be two d ten, I think, just because I only have the delve and not the, not the relevant domain. So here we
0: go. Oh, you'll actually roll three more.
3: Detail. Oh, you're, you're right. Rolling. Yeah. All right. So highs is seven.
0: That was useless. Um. Okay. So let's um. Let's let's go ahead. Okay. You you got rid of your supplies, Major B, didn't you? Uh.
3: Yeah. I mean, I could have taken the major supplies one, but.
0: Uh, I didn't. It's okay. I was, was going to throw more supplies at you, but we'll we'll uh.
3: Hey, you can throw. Off on that. You can throw anything at me.
0: Let's um, let's throw a little mind your way too. Let's do let's do a d6. Ah, uh,
3: six. Good. Good. That'll that will put your total. That'll bring it to ten. Woof. Woof.
0: Lucky lad, and that by one. Ah, uh, yeah, that is an eleven, just above that threshold. Barely um. scraped by. All right, so let's uh, let's just give me give me d4, uh, Delve damage, please. All right. Um, I will offer you guys an opportunity for a boon. Um, so something we have not discussed necessarily in the pod. Yep. Um, well, nonetheless, we're making progress. Um, we have not talked about on the pod here. Um, that in hearts, when you're delving, you have the opportunity, um, to achieve boons or be inflicted upon, um, veins. Uh, pretty, pretty obvious language there. Boons are essentially, um, I mean, I've, I've done them. Already, it's it's doing non delve actions and that like solving other problems, um, give you dice damage against the delf, like as if you had dealt. And then Bane's do the opposite. Um, well, they actually they add um, increased resistance to the delf. So that being said, um, you can tell that Lyndon is navigating now in anticipation of Karnak. Um, that he's, he's making sure that wherever you go, he's, he's keeping an eye out and making sure that you don't get involved with, you can assist him in that task. I will give you a boon on this delve. Can it, can it be any of us? Anybody? Yeah. It's up to your imaginations. Um, if you give him some assistance in making that happen, I'll, I'll give you a boon,
4: give you a D6 Get a nice B scouting squadron.
0: That sounds good to me. Um, you can you can use uh, discern. You can also use evade because you're assisting Lyndon in evading. And remember, you still have uh, maybe it doesn't work anymore because that's until I think it's Marcellin's ability that gives everybody advantage on an evade. But uh, I think that's until he does something else, and I think he has done something
3: else. Yeah,
0: I
4: sure do have discern and not evade, so I will stick with discern then. Go with that option.
0: I'm gonna send out a little B cloud scouting squadron.
4: I just I just roll a roll a discern. Is that all I'm doing here?
0: Um, if you have technology, you can add technology. And you're hunting now for something that is cursed that you have seen. So if you have the if you have cursed, you can toss it <laughs> Shoot, I have none of those. All right,
4: discern it is. Oh, um, you have hunt. I didn't. Nope.
0: Uh, <sighs> I'm trying here. All right, discern it is. That's two. It You ten. d ten indeed. Cool. <laughs>
1: Alright, yeah, no, good times
0: You burned all your luck up, fellas I I have like every skill except that Bollocks Um, Okay, let's do a d8 A d8 of fortune
4: Cool, alright Maybe we'll get something done here Uh, d8 Nope, can't even get a major (laughs) fortune fall. Alright, (laughs) nope Can't do anything Um, right So
0: you, you, do you only have one stress? I have one stress (laughs) Nice so i'd have to roll the one again with the d12 nope no fallout oh thank um, fuck so yeah you just fail at doing that um, i'm trying to figure out a way to fail forward here um so i'm not going to give you the boon but i'll give you some information there we go cool. um so you can tell that um karnak is is kind of circling he's waiting for you guys to fuck up again probably um but you can also tell with your B scouting squadron. Um, there's another one. Oh, cool! <laughs> ah, some some other uh creature, ex-human being, um, is, is is with him.
4: Uh, hey guys, I think Karnak might have found a friend. What? Uh, there's a an, there's another one uh, of those things with him over there, hanging out,
0: waiting. Oh, but, and and you can't make out the details of this one. I think you can only glimpse it. It's it, but you can tell it's hunting in tandem, and this one is a um, long s- snake-like.
4: Also, it might be a snake.
0: Oh, ah, fuck me. Lovely,
3: lovely, just perfect. Gotta love it. It keeps getting better and better. We'll find out that one's name soon. Great. We'll have like a name like Fred or 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 Jessica Karnak Junior. Karnak, oh, good. They're father and son. Good. good. I
2: fucking hate this. Is there any way we can avoid that other thing? I mean, as easily as we could avoid Karnak, we're going to get the fuck out of here. Well, I guess we got to roll faster then.
3: Uh, Aye. Marcelin, I guess we'll roll with all due haste. Uh.
2: All right. So let's uh let's give the delving
0: thing another shot, shall we? All
3: right. Well, let's see if, I, if we can not fuck this up just please not okay that's
1: better there's a 10 baby
0: too bad um yeah i'll take off the difficulty for this particular roll, um just because they're distracted by these bees so something to add so it's not just a complete waste of time that's not fun Mm -hmm. um cool so you can roll a d6 right uh that would be five that's
1: not bad. One,
0: know Okay, so um, here's a here's an open pitch. Anybody can think of any other ways to assist in this journey, making it easier. Um, now is the time to um attempt that quick little roll stuff like that. Um, to obtain the aforementioned boon. And I mean, I'm not against mob I'm trying again.
2: I have an idea. Mm, wait, is this about like? Hmm. Because I have an idea. Uh, I don't know if it would work though
0: guess that would depend on the
2: idea yeah yeah that's fair uh maybe there's like a place where like the magnet the magnetic field is more dense so like we can try and get into that and push us forward a little faster kind of like different uh, parts of a current underwater it's a great idea yeah it's
0: definitely different densities of like where the pylons are because they're clearly generating a lot of this field yeah um uh, I mean, it's a shit ton of fields, you guys are kind of hooking in between, but uh, I think it's a great idea. It's a great idea. Um, that's going to require some some discernment, I think. Um, I could maybe buy Hunt, I guess. Well,
4: I have neither. <laughs> I can attempt to aid with discern.
3: <laughs> I can aid with Hunt. Uh, do you have that?
0: Um, I think just to, just to kind of narratively add some, some glaze to this pot, um, you, you could, uh, you could, you could justify it with, like, um, giving Setson some coins or something, some, some pieces of metal to see their reaction to the, um, the fields.
2: Yeah. Alright. Uh, let's, 3d10. That's a nine. Yeah, baby! Alright. Alright. So, as Setson continues to row along the magnetic current, um... He, he can feel something tug uh, on one of his hands uh, as they pass a pylon sort of gets pulled to it by the metal part on one of his gloves uh, and he asks hey does anybody have like a coin or a metal object Ooh, I, uh, I, I want to test something
4: Uh, I knew this would come in handy Mob like fishes out the coin with a bullet hole in it that facade gave oh, him shit and uh, tosses that
2: Setson's way. All right. Setson uh, catches it and very, very deftly throws it to the side of one of the pylons and watches it sort of bend around before uh, sticking to the other side. That's it. Why didn't I think of this before? All right. Uh, This is going to be a little riskier, but if we can get a little bit closer to those pylons, the magnetic field density will be stronger, and we'll be able to move faster.
0: Hey. Right. Some kind of math brain on you, eh? You could say that. A bad idea at all. Don't know, why I didn't figure that one myself. Let's give it a shot. Alright. Um, awesome, yeah. Achieved and achieved. D6 spoon Go ahead and roll that for me. Cool. Fuck. Happens to the best of us. Five. Oh, let's go, Setson.
4: Well, go. Let's go, Setson.
0: Um, with Setson's genius plan enacted, um, yeah, you guys managed to zoom through the rest of the synapse field, largely undisturbed. Though, uh, again, you can tell from Lyndon's by glances that uh, you're probably still being pursued, probably. and um. Eventually, the synapse field begins to thin a little bit. Uh, And it begins to normalize, instead of the the sort of bizarre clusters it was, um, into more like... um, sort of like those stone faces. This may be a little obscure, but there's a kind of rock. Um, It can can exist on shorelines, among other things. Um, And it... uh, it, like it exists in these like sort of natural pillars that cling together
1: are you talking about the hexagons
0: um, yeah the kind of
3: hexagonal oh, yeah, the rock
1: hexagons yeah yeah
0: mm-hmm. yeah
3: yeah uh giant's um, causeway and uh yeah niceland as well exactly yeah
0: yeah yeah
2: yeah um you know uh, something
1: boy, about I to... natural history here six I've been
2: glorious... voices six glorious sides six awesome angles oc
1: octa- octa- hexagons the bestagon <laughs>
2: Sexiest oh,
1: yeah.
0: polygon, yeah. Sexagon, sexagon. Um, that works for me. Yeah. Thanks, boys. Exactly. Yeah. So it looks more <laughs> like that. They're clustered together in these, um, in these sort of chunks, um, that are beginning to point in one uh, general direction towards a centralized core, um, and you see this massive floating, almost like a um, an enclosed star, like a Dyson sphere. Um, there's this sort of collection of orbiting railings around uh, a large centralized core and uh, the 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 other grav trams are clearly stopping um, and waiting for a while and then moving away um, as if still on some predetermined tracks um, and at this point Lyndon calls out you can pull back the oars it'll dock itself from here It does. Once you remove your oars, the grab tram snaps back into a sort of path, and it locks itself onto one of these orbiting walkway, workway kind of things. The two scientists that came down, that are left, that came down with Linden, disembark and demask for the first time, take off the rebreathers. One of them is clearly puffy and red-faced from crying, and the other one's pretty stone-eyed. Linden goes over and says a few choice words to them, clearly in private. It's back to you guys as you get off the tram, and of course, as you get off the tram, unlocks, zooms away. Well, It's uh, to see at least everybody else is intact. I figured we'd come across some, but not like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. That was um, that was that was existentially fucked. What happened to them?
0: Yeah, That's one way to put it. If I had to guess, I'd imagine it has something to do with slivers. The thing that machine down there creates i right. a wager guess I'd say that um, this whole installation is uh, was upside down what we came in sure once upon a time that was probably uh, I was kind of a exit port something that delivered finished goods this is uh, this is where the goods are made last time the Cavaliers came down here wasn't with me with one of my apprentices Disappeared with, with the rest of them. I understood it. Street Cavaliers and my apprentice. I couldn't tell you exactly what's happening, but it has to be some kind of ghost thing. Uh, warping them, changing them. It can happen. Slivers, you, you can't really tell what they do until they're in, so... Don't try it out. Well, no way to tell. Not a lot of diagnostic tools at this point.
2: Do you think yeah. it could have been some kind of accident? ...that they got a hold of one of these?
0: Could be. This whole place is pretty volatile.
2: Well,
3: uh, regardless, I'm- I'm not touching any, uh... ...piece of technology that I don't have to. I, um... That's
0: good- that's good thinking. we at the end here. All we gotta do is make it through the workways. Make it down to that core there. As I understood it, that's where they were supposed to set up their equipment. Retrieve that, get back here, get back on a tram, go back the way we came.
1: Yeah, and it's gonna be just that simple.
0: No, I doubt it. Chances are pretty high we're gonna run across him again. Karnak and the other one. What'd you say it looked like, boy?
4: Uh snake.
0: you do not see anything else.
4: No, that that's it. Just uh them being buddies, hanging out.
0: I <laughs> say it tells me too much.
3: I mean Well were any of them friends, particularly friendly? Call him Karnak Junior before, but Well, that was maybe a bit of an off-color joke. Um, spitballing here.
0: You say that? Well, I understand. The three cavaliers that came down here were quite close, but most of the cavaliers are. It's a tight order. Religious and all that. Trained for ages. The three of them. Karnak there. man named Melkor. man named Hector. My apprentice was a kid named Gagellan. He's a good one. He's okay.
3: Yeah, I'm sure he's... I'm sure there was a chance,
1: and that's worth it.
0: Don't have any more questions. I think we should start heading towards the call.
1: Let's fucking do this thing. For them. Yeah. For them.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode 13 of Unhallowed Shores. We're getting there, my friends. This is uh, a fun arc Uh, (laughs) we'll see if you'll be using that particular adjective by the end of it but it certainly was a lot of fun to run I love wacky machines and that like and uh, we had a lot of fun kind of delving a little bit off to the side from our regular watery adventure so next week we're back at it in the delve into the machine and after that our next interlude I'm very excited for you guys to see that particular adventure but for now thank you so much for listening And as always, safe travels, my friends.